everybody. Welcome to the Dice Collectors podcast. I'm MB. I'm the DM and I use she, her pronouns. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Mari Does Things and you can find the Dice Collectors on Twitter at Dice Collectors. We have a very special one shot coming to you. So we're going to introduce ourselves and find out who our people are playing. Hello, my name is Haley and normally I play Omthi. Uh, today I will be playing Clinker, who uses any pronouns, and uh, I finally got my master's degree, y'all. Thanks for being a part of that ride with me. Woo-woo! You can find me on Twitter at Haley Clinton and the number four. Hello, I am Ghosty. I use no pronouns, and today I will be playing Thistle. And you can find me at Twitch. At Little Ghostling and on Twitter at Little Ghostling without the. Uh, yeah, uh, Shrivi, um, playing, uh, the character is so bland this week. Uh, playing a guy named Dave. Uh, he, him. Just Dave. Uh, okay, cool. So we're going to jump right in. It is the middle of the month of Mashar, and that means that along with the green buds of spring, the birthday of one of your best friends, Theberum, rapidly approaches. True to form, he had sent the usual annual invitation in the mail about a month before, and Thebes, as you usually call him, has planned his biggest birthday bash yet. Now, as the date for the party gets closer, you each prepare to attend. Who would like to introduce their character first? I'll go first. Yeah, so what are you doing to prepare to attend? What what was the birthday present that you selected, um, and how are you kind of getting ready to uh get to Thebram's manor yeah right okay um so the birthday the his gift he got is uh so he's known the, the most interesting man for quite a long time and kind of knows the taste he likes and he knows he has a certain rival uh that he that doesn't really like very much and uh, kind of puts it in his face that he has a certain artifact and uh let's just say dave has some sticky fingers and took the artifact for the most interesting man as his birthday present awesome yeah theberim will definitely look forward to that yeah and uh what he's doing to prepare uh, i don't know how do you prepare for a party really he's just kind of meditating and relaxing trying to calm himself to be ready to be around a ton of people and yeah relatable yeah <laughs> Having an anxiety attack because he's going to be around so many people that he's not really that comfortable. That's fair. Very valid. What does Dave look like? What is, is it like getting dressed up at the party? Casual? Yeah, no, he, he's definitely dressed nicely uh, out of respect for the most interesting man. Because the most interesting man's definitely going to be wearing something very, uh, I would assume, nice and high class. So he would be matching kind of his style. I, I picture he's like normal, normal, normal kind of like adult height to dark hair, really tan skin. Human? Human, yeah. Cool. As you are preparing for the party, you uh, put your bags together. It'll take you a little while, probably a day or two to get there because uh, people from all over the world are traveling to Thebes' party um, as he's a very well-traveled uh, noble. Uh, but... As you prepare, everything seems to go smoothly. You start to hit the road. Clanker or Thistle, who wants to go next? Could I go next? And can I can I describe how I enter? We'll have you go last then. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay, then I'll go last. No worries. 
<laughs> so uh, Clinker, who uses any pronoun, um, is actually a Genku. So when you see them, they're just bit a crow person, just for lack of a better way to put it, just like a giant crow. And they are an artificer, um, but specifically they're just really into baking um, and kind of like a uh, wants to be the best chef um, and kind of travels around um, to find all of these recipes and tries to like replicate them. So when you see them walking around, now it's kind of hard to find clothes that uh, fit feathers and wings. So they're usually just in like a giant cloak uh, that also secondarily serves as an apron. So there's probably some like flour uh, everywhere because flour gets everywhere. And they, for the uh, most interesting man in the world that they met um, when, you know, they visited the restaurant because Clinker is famous for many of their recipes. They have a new invention, very uh, rare for Genkus, actually. Uh, but this is called the Cronut. So they are planning on bringing the Cronut to the party and uh, unveiling this new invention uh, for the most interesting man. And kind of to prepare for the party, they're just they're doing their bacon and trying to make as many Cronuts as they can, almost like a, a tower um of cronut almost that looks like like a almost like a christmas tree like with the layers and that stack up and looks all fancy it's a onion tower but it's cronuts yeah i'm trying to remember what the name there's like a specific name for like when you get the donut holes and it's like a tire like a tower of donut holes and i like the name is escaping me right now but yeah basically like a tower <laughs> of cronuts nice uh, and Thistle, we will get to you in a moment. But Clanker and Dave, as ready for the birthday blowout as you can get, uh, you take your leave of your own homes and make your way to Thebes' estate in the town of Wolfron. Before you can even see the house, you can hear it. From the loud music and cheering, you can tell that despite the invitation's note to arrive by five, the first arrivals have clearly been partying for a few hours already. As you round the corner, the dirt road you travel on leads up and through the open iron wrought gates to a very, fairly large house. Um, but the true marvel of the estate is the property itself. You can see that the gates extend in a seemingly endless fence in both directions. The grass is a brilliant emerald green in the late afternoon sun. And you can see horseless carriages of other guests who have already arrived and whose animals have been taken care of already parked to the side. Thistle, why don't you introduce yourself? So Thistle, aka the proprietor of Thistle's Wondrous Wondering Wares, goes by any pronouns um, and is a fae. Um, never ask what court they're from, they will never say, but they appear in this material plane as a common fairy with dragonfly wings and a pair of small little antlers on the head. Um, skin is pink with white splotches of vertiligo, um, white freckles dapple almost deer-like across their skin. They have two different colored eyes. The left is pink, the right is purple, and their hair is a teal color. Most of it is cropped short at the 
uh, shoulders, but uh, some of it hangs a bit lower towards the chest. And then there's two different sections that hang closer towards the waist um, that are typically uh, put up in some sort of fashion for this party and two buns. And they're wearing like a little jumpsuit, uh, like a purple jumpsuit with like billowing sleeves and a kind of iridescent, almost shell-like ir- uh, opaline corset. And the shop appears where the customer needs it to be, no matter if it's on the mountain peak or in the deep, darkest caves. And to enter the party, one of the doors within the party venue opens, revealing a storefront um, on the other side as Thistle enters in carrying gifts. And that is how they arrive at the party. You see, as you step out of your shop, um, you actually step out of the manor into this little side yard where all the carriages are parked and you can see clanker and dave also being greeted by the butler of the manor jehovah and he will gather all of your bags it's expected that you'll probably stay a day or two um as the celebrations linger (laughs) thistle will give a little side eye at clanker clanker does not notice Uh, and you both see this fairy creature uh, step out of the, appearing out of the house. Um, and Thistle, what did you bring as the birthday as a birthday present? So Thistle has brought, uh, well, if you're giving a gift to the most one, um, most incredible man in the world or amazing man in the world, there is not much you can give someone that's extraordinary. So Thistle has brought um, some home crafted trinkets as well as something that is that is fun, but a bit mundane as well. So a pipe of smoke monsters, um, which is just a common little trinket that creates puff of, puffs of smoke that turn into like creatures and then jewelry and excess different accessories created from the scales and horns and claw and like claws of a crystal great worm fantastic uh jehovah gathers up the gifts that you have all brought and brings them into the house before um but gestures that you should all join the party in the back and you all enter together. As you reach the backyard, you can see that Thebes has lived up to his promise of birthday of the century. People are milling about everywhere, dancing and drinking and eating, but they seem to be staying away from the very center of all the attention where you can see a slightly smaller crowd has made a circle. Um, And every so often you can hear cheers coming from the spectators, but you can't quite see the spectacle from where you are. There are also servants running around the yard, expertly sidestepping guests and navigating some of the more drunken guests. (laughs) Um, And there are musicians set up farther in, um, and you realize you can only hear the music because of some arcane charm that has been used to amplify the sound over the roaring of this crowd. And finally, slightly off to the side, you see Thebes himself. For a very rich man who throws opulent parties, he's a little underdressed 
clad in very fine but simple robes, a white shirt and a bright red coat, but there's no frills or extraneous buttons, um, with a couple other people who are gathered around a halfling man who is doing a keg stand. (laughs) And next to him, there is a big black wolf wagging his tail and running back and forth between a bull on the ground and the halfling on the keg, taking a drink and licking the man um, and going back and forth. (laughs) Welcome to the party. That is adorable. I want the wolf as a pet. <laughs> I think first getting to the party, Thistle would have greeted the others that they walked in with, especially because they recognize um, Clinker. I'm assuming from different merchantile functions and everything. So while they kind of are, it's very clear that they don't really like clinker um they are doing like that kind of performatory ah clinker it's so nice to see you again i was i wasn't sure you would be able to come um you know it's such a far travel to get here uh for most people how are you today so when clinker speaks their voice is kind of an amalgamation of a couple of different voices so you'll hear words that like one word will sound like an elderly woman and then another uh word will sound like a grumpy old man so you can their voice kind of pulls in from a lot of uh different voices and that's just part of being a genku so they don't tend to talk a ton because uh, they're a little self-conscious, but it's a party. So socialization is a part of it. Um, they're usually, you know, tucked away in the back in the kitchen. So it's kind of fun to be on the outside of it all and, and see everybody. So coming in with Thistle, I'm guessing maybe Thistle has been to one of my establishments and maybe that's how they recognize me. So I'll just, you know, the extend the the casualties back clinker doesn't really have an opinion of this like it's just any other person that has eaten their food um but will you know say oh yes I'm doing quite well business is booming and I have some you know new items that I would like the most interesting man thieves of course to uh try you know he's been a loyal customer of mine for years and uh, he's a great taste tester Oh, well, I hope you get the chance to show him what treats you have. Um, I know that I am hoping to get to show him a little sneak peek at our, my new wares at Thistle's Wondrous Wondering Wares. Yeah, I hope uh, you get the opportunity. I mean, we're going to be here a while, I'm sure. We'll all get a chance to talk to them, and I don't think he'll uh, he'll miss mine and you know, looking over uh, Jehovah's like wheeling out the giant tower of cronuts to like go to the table, I'm guessing. Well, your treats look delicious. I can't, I can't wait to uh, hear the feedback on them. Oh yeah, let me know what you think. Can I, can I just take a sneak of one right now? I mean, I don't see why not. I'm going to go over there and I'm trying, I'm going to try to take uh, one of those cronuts but try to have no one notice it at the same time. Make a stealth check. It's a party. <laughs> I, this guy is really awkward. <laughs> oh. <laughs> There's no way. Uh-oh. 27? Oh my gosh. 
You steal the whole tower. <laughs> I got a nat. Oh, no, I got a 19. I have a plus eight. Okay, yeah, that, that makes sense. You yeah. stole the tower. <laughs> uh, yeah, you slip over. No one even knows that you've arrived. Like, you just listened into this conversation. The voice that you all heard asking about the cronuts is just there and gone. Um, before you even like you barely get a chance to look around before Dave is just over by the the table Um, and you can take as many as you'd like no one's really people are absorbed in their own entertainment at this point I got two pocketfuls you do however (laughs) as you are unnoticed by everyone see another familiar face you see a uh, tall figure with platinum blonde hair uh, very muscular uh, Kalishtar, um, by the name of Ichitai that you met while you were in jail. I'm going to put my hand up just to try to hide my face a little bit. <laughs> She's very friendly. You remember her. She and, uh, Thebes were good friends, obviously, or else she wouldn't be here, but, um, she is seemingly absorbed by that inner circle of people shouting at the, um, or cheering at whatever spectacle is going on in that little circle of folks. Could I send my homunculus Alfie over to go see what those people are looking at? Absolutely. What does Alfie look like? Alfie looks like a chubby purple and green lemur. Aww. Big with bigger ears and a like instead of fur feathers and Ooh. like feathered wings that kind of like they start feathered and then they taper into dragonfly wings. Like chunky, but like, is it doesn't look like they're overweight. Looks like that's how they're supposed to be. So your little lemur friend uh, hops over um, and scatters very uh, quickly up and perches on the shoulder of one of the spectators and can peer overhead. Uh, Can you see through their eyes or are you just kind of getting a report back? It doesn't say that I can look through. So I'd be just getting a report back. Yeah, I don't think it works like a familiar, but that's fine. Uh, So Alfie uh, perches for a moment, watches, makes a little chittering noise in the person's ear who jolts, not even realizing that they were on their shoulders. But Alfie, a little startled, uh, skitters back down and hops back into your arms, Thistle, um, and starts chittering in your ear and in the way that you understand uh, them alone. Um, you can uh, get a little report back that there are centaurs uh, performing like circus performers in the middle. And you get this very bright, clear picture through a a little surge of fey magic of uh, two, uh, the centaurs that they see juggling knives and sharp blades back and forth, passing them to each other with incredible speed and agility. Interesting. Um, I'm going to keep that information to myself and I'm going to turn to go find, um, thieves. Okay. Clanker, what are you doing? Um, I think Clanker is probably gonna head toward all the noise and all the commotion to see what's going on. Yeah. So you head over into the crowd and you are uh treated to this fantastic entertainment um the sight of these centaurs juggling and as you watch you see a small um uh dwarven woman come across uh and enter the middle of the crowd with a bucket and pulls out uh uh 
torch lit with tar uh, or covered in tar and lights it on fire and hands it as they're juggling to one of the centaurs. And then the flaming torch is added into the mix. Clanker is just going to stay fascinated by that. <laughs> Thistle, you uh, head over to where the wolf was and the uh, halfling man who's doing a keg stand as Thebes is watching the the entertainment over by the drinks. Um, and he catches sight of you and says, Thistle, you made it. Oh, you know, I could not miss one of your wondrous, elegant, fantastic parties. Well, you are a flatterer, but if I think I did outdo myself, but the night's not over. In fact, it's just begun now that you're here. Oh, well, I don't wish to assume that the party starts when I walk in, but I must say I am flattered by your words. Have you met Anders? And he gestures to the halfling man. I could see him on my way. Uh, up to you. I am quite curious how he is able to, what constitution he must have to be able to do a feat like this. Ander burps extremely loudly and rudely. <laughs> Wipes his mouth with the back of his hand um, and then howls to the air and his wolf joins in and he goes up and, and sticks out a relatively messy hand and says, nice to meet you. Uh, Thistle will shake the hands without any, without any, like, doesn't flinch or anything. He'll just shake it jovially um, and say, oh, my good sir, such a wonderful feat you have done. Um, I wish I could do something similar. My name is Thistle. Uh, you might know me for my shop, Thistle's Wondrous Wondering Wares. But what, what's is your name and and how might you know our mutual friends anders here uh and this is wolfie and he uh pats his dirty hand into the wolf's coat uh who just almost like purrs he's so happy <laughs> and he's huge by the way this wolf is bigger than anders by a significant amount probably comes up to like your chest um, but kind of crouches so that Anders can reach the top of him. Um, and he just kind of looks at you ha very happily <laughs> being pet by Anders. Uh, and he says, uh, we met gesturing to Thebes out in the woods. We have had some run in with some stone giants, but you know, as we do, we got through it. How about you? Oh, well, um, I guess my shop, uh, as it does, appeared where um, Thebes needed it most. He entered my shop. Um, I helped him acquire some much-needed things, noticed he was in a bit of a tizzy, so provided it on the house, and ever since, he's been in a frequent, frequent customer. We even have a special discount named after him and a special aisle for him. Never forgets a favor, our, uh, our thieves, huh? Not him, no. Excellent. Well, enjoy the party. I need another drink. And he goes back to doing a keg stand. Um, you get the feeling that this has been reserved for Anders, this whole keg. <laughs> um, Thistle's going to look at Thebes and say, if he ever needs any more, my... My personal seller of my shop is always open for any friend of yours. 
well, I know that there are certain fey alcohols that we haven't had the chance to try. So I'm sure that uh, if you would be willing to let us sample some of your wares at some point tonight, that would be more than welcome, Thistle. I will send Alfie to tell Zero to procure the best ones. And um, Thistle's going to kind of give Alfie a little pet and Alfie will fly off to go find Zero. Wonderful. And as uh, your companions do that, Dave, what are you up to after stealing those cronuts? So the the, the friend that uh, that Dave knew from jail, he wants to just slip up to them and stealthily kind of like pop out and say, hey, because you know how every awkward person, they'll just fixate on to the first like person they kind of know and just stick by them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you pop up out of nowhere, stealthed so that no one even knows you're there. In hindsight, maybe not the smartest idea for Ichitai because she is a pretty jumpy and very strong person. And she immediately turns as she is startled, grabs your arm and throws you over her back so that you land on the ground uh, facing up. And she, before she even realizes who you are. Um, and as you kind of stare up at her on the ground she uh, and her fist is like right next to your chest. Oh, I'm so sorry. And she helps oh, no. you up. <laughs> Dave. Uh, yeah. Oh, I still got it. You should know better, Dave. Yeah, I know. I you'd think I'd learn by now, but you still got it. Oh, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna just kind of sits down on the ground. I got this. She immediately oh. sits down next to you, claps you on the back, makes sure that you know you can breathe. <laughs> just got basically got the <sighs> wind knocked out of you. Breathe in, out. Yeah, you no, can I'm... do it. I'm <clears throat> so sorry. For real though, why, why, why would you startle me like that? Ah, <laughs> uh, you know I don't really like being around a lot of people. It's kind of my nature, I guess. How you been? Oh, I've been fantastic. You know, there's a one, a lovely temple a few miles away from here, near one of the mountain ranges, and I spent the last year there just meditating, and it was the best year of my life. Oh, that does sound good. All there alone, not around a bunch of people. I assume all to yourself, quiet. Yes. Um, the music, though, the music was a little lacking, and I'm very glad to see that uh, Thebarim has managed to get the, the band here. It's pretty good, yeah? It's pretty good. I, I mean, they're all right, I guess. That he's just, Dave's just taking notice of there being a band. He was so <laughs> <laughs> fixated before just finding somebody he knew to hang out with. It's a little quiet for my taste, but you know, I suppose you people here at a party should be able to talk to each other rather than just have the music pounding in their ears to each their own. Yeah, sometimes it's a little annoying to have it just pounding in your ears. <laughs> well, I'm glad you can make it. How I didn't know uh, that you and Thebes kept in touch. Oh, well, you know, most interesting man in the world from time to time needs somebody who's a little, you know, we'll get things done. Ah. Uh. Your talents, of course. Well, uh, have you seen the the act? And she kind of points through the horde of legs that have parted a little bit around you to make space, but are still uh, facing inward at the the circus display. No, what is that? I've never seen anything like it. Oh, uh, she hauls you to your feet as she stands up um, and kind of shoves through gently, but firmly so that you can get to the front of the crowd and see the circus act. Well, and then she points out, that's Dalraman and that's Syros. And uh, over there, she points to the dwarf, is their assistant, Mehar. 
Oh, this, is, this is amazing. They're the fantastic, skill. aren't they? Yeah. It makes they me... could steal a lot of things. A what? <laughs> Maybe not here. Sorry, yeah, just thinking ahead. Future plans. You know, Thieves, thieves probably wouldn't mind, but, you know, politeness. Anything else that you would like to do while either before or after watching the the circus performance? Yeah, and also I'd just like to get a, a fix it on where Thebes is. Not go up to him yet, yeah. but I just want to see where he is. And I want to kind of try stealthily stalking him. <laughs> Not in a weird way. We're going for just a, a trick. We want to play a trick on him of like pickpocketing him and uh, revealing later that he should uh, keep uh, keep his guard up. Yeah, go ahead and make that me... That worked out so well for you the first time. I'll say make me a sleight of hand check. 26. Okay. Um, yeah, Thebes is absorbed with greeting his guests. He looks a little, you know, every once in a while you can see him look towards the gates, making sure that there's no extra people coming in, um, that everyone is having a good time. He is having the time of his life, greeting everybody, laughing, watching the entertainment, making sure that the party is going smoothly as a good host should, and also, you know, reminiscing, but doesn't notice when you sneak uh, a finger into his pocket and pull out a pair of rose-colored spectacles um, that have a couple of different layers um, to them. It's not just the one pair of lenses. There's a couple different sets, um, but you pull them out of his pocket without him even noticing. Perfect. And I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to leave away for a little bit, give him a little bit of space before I kind of go up to him and start talking to him and giving him, wishing him happy birthday and stuff. Yeah. Clanker, anything else that you would like to do during the party before dinner? Um, I think Clanker would circle back around to where their Cronut display was and start asking people uh, what they think of them. If people are trying them. Yeah. You see uh, there's two who are kind of uh, two people who are surveying, I'd say, the the dessert table um, and one a half elf uh, woman with flowing hair and uh, very loose robes um, kind of chuckles as someone uh, and whispers into the other person's ear and very loudly starts to laugh um at whatever she said into his ear um and the other one you see is a smaller halfling male um who is rifling through the desserts like um not unlike dave would if you had seen dave (laughs) (laughs) um so just kind of picking his way trying to find the best one um, but laughs uproariously at whatever uh, she said in his ear. Um, and they both end up picking up a cronut and kind of inspecting it in curiosity as you approach. Hello, that there is a cronut. Uh, take a bite. Let me know what you think. Uh, the cronut? What is that? It's a new invention created by me. Uh, it's basically a croissant and a donut. So it's a donut with lots of layers for all the love that went into making it. You say invention, you invent food. I do. That is my trade. Have you never heard of me? I'm Clinker. Clinker. Oh, you have, ah, oh, Theberim told me about you. You have uh, cauldron cupcakes. Yes, yes, I do. That was, uh, that was also me. Very interesting. He said they were the best things that he has ever had. 
uh, and she takes a very big bite um, and instantly like eyes rolling to the back of her head like so good (laughs) oh thank you thank you these are so good Uh, you must tell me the secrets uh lots and lots of butter butter okay yes (sighs) makes a big difference that seems to be the case for many desserts yes (laughs) yeah yeah they're always fresh ingredients but a lot of butter always helps butter sugar and actually salt goes a long way not a lot not enough people put salt in their desserts i know it sounds counterintuitive but it really makes a difference very interesting there's a whole uh, chemical process yes it's very uh very sciencey i will say Dodrick eats it eats uh, and she like practically shoves the cronut that he's holding into his <laughs> mouth <laughs> uh, and he starts chewing and has a very similar re- not as e- extreme reaction but still enjoys uh the dessert uh and kind of wipes some um crumbs out of his beard as he like nods and holds a thumb up <laughs> oh thank you thank you i'm gonna bring some of these over to thieves and uh hopefully he agrees with you I have no doubts. I am Akai, by the way. Hello, Akai. Yeah. Nice to meet you. How do you know Thebes? Uh, It is a long story, but he pretends to be married to me when my family pressures me. Yeah, that sounds valid. Uh, That's a a pretty cool situation, actually. There's, There's worse individuals to have to do that with. He's a very good friend. Yeah, that he is. <laughs> He's never done me wrong. Well, please uh, share them with him. I'm sure he will enjoy these cronuts. Uh, and we will talk later. I'm sure there are parties that we should talk about and have you cater later. Oh, yeah. Definitely check out, if you haven't seen the act yet, definitely check that out. It's very cool. Yes, Ciros and Darlman are very good, yes? Yes, they're doing an excellent job. I can't believe they can do that. I would burn something. Like, I, I would just hurt myself. I have to talk to them about perhaps performing at one of the parties that you will cater. I like to sing, but I have a feeling that their act would be much better and appropriate. Uh, and then Dodrick kind of gives a little snort <laughs> at the word appropriate and says, yeah, your performance, your performances, um, probably not party appropriate, Akai. Uh, and she just laughs and pats him on the shoulder. Um, as you go off to Thebarim. I'll say at this point, you all have kind of gathered around Thebes. Clanker, uh, uh, bring the cronut over. Dave, hanging back a little bit, but perhaps almost time to to show the trick and reveal yourself. And Thistle, uh, you see Zero and Alfie have come back with a, tr- with a couple trays. They've started setting up like a little table to spread out some of the uh, samples that they fetched from your cellar. Uh, and Thebes is, Thebes is appro- approaching uh, with a couple friends uh, and ready to taste. Thank you all so much for coming. We're almost ready for dinner. Uh, but in the meantime, I'd love to sample. Uh, what do you have here, Thistle? So here we have, uh, now these are selections mainly from the spring court within the Feywilds. Uh, here we have a bit of a daffodil twist. These all have flower names, but don't be 
fooled by the flowery names. They are quite strong, but sweet. Um, then we move on to a bit of a magnolia, um, I don't know alcohol names. Sour. A magnolia sour breeze. Um, and then our third selection is a bit of a, um, running out of flower names, I know. Tulip. Poppy. Tulip and poppy fusion. Beams looks very interested at all the things that you've laid out. Make an insight check. Also, should I work in somewhere to describe what zero looks like? Uh, yeah, you can, as they're helping you, like, lay out the the trays and being a very good, uh, like, fan of white <laughs> as you are uh, <laughs> talking about what you have available. Uh, so insight's only going to be a 10. Or no, 10 plus 2, so 12. 12. Yeah, as you're uh, talking to Thebes, your attention's kind of absorbed in being a good salesperson that you are. But you do notice that one of the um, companions that Thebes has with him, a half elf with um, a walking stick and um, slightly poofy hair, seems a little bit more interested in you than in the in the alcohol, but you're not sure why. Okay. Also, I'm just going to shoehorn in Zero, who is my steel defender, looks like a mechanical doll that looks a bit too uncanny like a person and the only kind of non-person like features are the pink rose quartz eyes but otherwise is fair skin white hair um kind of short uh but doesn't really speak and still kind of is a bit robotic in nature but looks kind of like someone you would see on this in in D and D fantasy streets. <laughs> awesome. Um, and themes uh, turns and kind of gestures for his friends to take a, a sip and sample, and sees you, Clanker, approaching and says, oh, "Have you brought us something sweet, Clanker, to go with along with these fantastic drinks?" You know, I did. Uh, I had to bring something for my best taste tester uh, this year. I have brought you the cronut. The cronut. Now, yes. explain what it is. How should it be? Uh, what is the proper consumption? Is it something that I can eat with my fingers? Is it something that I need to toast warm up? Yes, absolutely. Uh, it's plenty warm as it is. You know, I always ensure that uh, my desserts are at the proper temperature. So you can just dig in. It's a croissant and a donut. So just basically a lot of butter and sugar and everything delicious. Oh, all my favorite things in a dessert. Exactly. Please, please let me know what you think. They dig in. Um, and Thebes is very impressed. Uh, as a, I think, I don't even know if I mentioned this. He is a blue dragonborn. So his jaws are very powerful as he just kind of eats one whole. And with his mouth stuffed goes, oh yes, very good, very good. Thank you. It's all the butter. It's fantastic. And um, as they are all sampling the the wines and alcohol that you have brought forward thistle uh dave you are going unnoticed uh perfect just like dave likes to be um (laughs) he would he would wait until there was as little as possible of a crowd around um the before he would approach him at all and once that would happen he would approach him with the glasses on just kind of like 
constantly making like gestures around the glasses to to point out that he uh he took his glasses so. uh you can catch him as he's uh he leaves for a moment to go into the house to check on um dinner preparations and as he is coming back out you can catch him by yourself for a moment uh and he says wonderful dave you're the last to arrive i haven't seen you at all did you just get Ooh. here Oh, I've, I've been here a while. I've just, you know, mingling, you know, networking and getting to know people. And You didn't say hello. Ah, you are busy. You're, you're popular. You're the most interesting man. You know what I mean? I have never too busy for a friend, though. Oh, I know. But, you know, I was just giving you your space and you're just waiting for the crowd to thin out a little bit. He nods in understanding. He's not the type of person who minds crowds at all, but understands that other people need their space <laughs> and catches sight of the glasses that you're holding in your hand and says oh i have a pair just like those and starts digging around in his pocket and oh yeah you should find them kind of looks back and forth between you and his pocket as he like starts patting down all of his pockets which there's only like three or four dave you rascal <laughs> Ah, do you know I always tell you, you need to keep your guard up, especially if uh, you invite unscrupulous people to your parties. Unscrupulous. Well, I will certainly keep that in mind from now on. And he plucks them back out of your hand um, and puts them up like sunglasses up on the top of his head. I'm I'm really excited for you to see your birthday present. You're really going to like it. What did you get me? I, I can't say out loud i don't want to of course of course don't ruin yeah, the surprise yeah. but no well i just don't want to be arrested for stealing something but that's okay yeah. ah yeah yeah don't worry any yeah. any law enforcement here would be under my command <laughs> oh good yeah you know that uh that thing from that guy you really hate that you really liked and he kept and showed it off to you all the time well i kind of swiped it and uh it's uh it's wrapped up there somewhere you didn't i well, for you? Come on. Come on. Dave, come on. Uh, and he slaps you on the shoulder and laughs very loudly um, and says, it's just in time for dinner. I'm I'm looking forward to opening that up later in privacy. That mirror. Oh, that mirror. We will look very grand in the front in the front hall. And perhaps I'll have to invite him over to see it. <laughs> um, and he uh, announces to everybody, everybody, come in, come for dinner. Uh, and leads the way into the estate. When Dave walks away, he's going to go, fuck, Mir, what's that? Damn it. You should have said what it was. <laughs> Not the thing you got. <laughs> yeah, so uh, some folks have sobered up. Others who have sampled Thistle's wear are a little more drunk than they were before. Um, but you all are able to uh, sit and find spaces at the table. Um, and as everyone finds their seats Thebes takes his place at the head of the main table clears his throat and holds up a glass in a toast the music cuts off um to let him speak and he says treasured guests thank you all for coming I have to say I believe this may have been the largest party I've thrown yet and perhaps the best which means that I must start planning next year's by tomorrow if I'm out to outdo myself it has been a wondrous 37 years for me all the better for meeting such interesting people as yourselves. I could only hope that on occasions such as these, that I facilitate at least one interesting meeting among you, perhaps a new friend or a story. Life would certainly be dull without these things, and I can assuredly say that my life is not 
and he raises his glass and says, may my next 37 years be more, even more exciting than the, the, and he, his voice cuts off as the goblet falls out of his hand and he collapses, slumping onto the table. (laughs) Oh no. I read too much Agatha Christie. It was the butler. <laughs> all around you, people are rushing forward. What are you all doing? Thistle immediately would send both Zero and Alfie to clear space around Thebes. And Thistle themselves would be kind of... Um, there's this like essence of like a leadership coming from them right now like they're trying to take they're trying to take charge of a chaotic situation and like they would be getting onto a table because they're five foot they're short they need to get higher and would be like would kind of like cup their hands to their ears and shout out quiet everyone calm down is anyone here a trained medical person or a cleric or divine practitioner make a persuasion or intimidation check your choice they try and get people to kind of fall in line i think from a long forgotten training that they have undergone in childhood so i think i'll go through the thematic intimidation okay and that is a natural 20 for a 22 you see um there is there are three people closest to uh Phoebes who somewhat ignore you except for one uh very pale skinned tiefling man looks up and nods in gratitude as the crowd starts to quiet um and he points down to a feminine uh figure who with uh red hair who is kneeling over Thebes, uh, who is checking his breathing um, and seems to be using some sort of magic to check the state of his well-being at this point. Um, And everyone kind of watches intense anticipation of whatever they're about to say. And you see as they give a sigh of relief and look up at the rest of the crowd, they're extremely worried, but they say, he's alive um, and goes back to kind of figuring out what's wrong as everyone starts to kind of whisper quietly and trying to like figure out what happened. Clanker and Dave, what are you doing? Clanker is not a medical professional. uh, So they're just probably going to hang back a little bit and try not to like make the situation any worse. Like they don't really have a, they're not helpful. So they're just going to hang back. Dave, uh, Dave is no no medical professional by any means, but he may have taken an occupational first aid course one time and fa- failed it. But it's probably not going to help here. He he would still, even though he can't really do much help, he's he's still going to try to go by his friend's side and kind of like panically put him into the uh, what do you, what do you call it the safe position? The just roll him on his side so he doesn't he doesn't throw up just in case he wakes up. <laughs> Yeah, you see um, Alestra, who you would, uh, I think all of you would probably at least have known about her from your friendship with Thebes. Thebes is one of his best friends, um, is a cleric, um, and has already sort of done that, has moved him into a position where she can inspect him. Um, And as you see, like, this kind of very faint light blue glow come over his body as she inspects him before they stand up 
and go over to the white tiefling and um, whispers in his ear. And then he comes, and the white tiefling then comes over to you, Thistle, helps you down from the table and looks at the crowd. Alustra has found poison in his body and has recognized the symptoms and will do uh, her best to keep him stable. Is there anything that um, I might be able to provide from uh, my shop, Thistle's Wondrous Wondering Wares, um, in this emergency situation? That that was a good ad. Nothing would be charged. You know we carry everything. Snips, the tiefling, shakes his head and says, Alestra believes it was Ashbane that poisoned him. You can all make nature checks. And be your dice has failed me now. Um, hey, you got a net 20. My new die from my advent calendar just rolled a net 20 for a 23. Nice. Ooh. I still got a nine, though. Okay. I'm a Genku artificer. I memorize everything I've heard before. <laughs> yep. Got 15. Okay. Dave, you've heard about this. Just being in the circles that you run with, um, you know that Ashbane is a very rare poison that has only one antidote, and that is the crushed root of the allflower. And I'm going to actually put a little thing in chat. But so you you know that. Clanker, being the mimic that you are, you recall a very like academic voice in your mind who talks about uh, uh during like a medical lecture and you remember them saying that ashbane in very very small amounts can be used as a sedative and that's all that you all know about ashbane at this point alestra has started to kind of move thebes into a position uh to and has started to sort of direct people to move him onto a couch um and Snips says, Alestra has informed me that there is only one cure um, and we need to find it. And immediately as people start kind of getting their things together, getting ready to go out on, the, you know, whatever they need to do to find the antidote. But he immediately cuts, it, cuts them off and says, and we need to find out who gave it to him. No one can leave before we know who poisoned him. And that starts to click in people's minds that someone here poisoned their best friend um and they begin to kind of look suspiciously at each other no insight check needed you can all see that in everybody's eyes um and the disbelief as well um and as this starts to happen happen um the butler jehovah approaches snips and whispers in his ear um and as he talks you see the tiefling's eyes slowly drifts to each one of you jehovah says that you were the ones who arrived last. Is this true? I suppose. I didn't really see if anyone came in after us, but uh, there were definitely people here when we arrived. Technically, I don't know when I arrived. Time works. Never mind. Um, but uh, I suppose I wasn't paying much attention. Um, if that's true, Ashbane takes several hours to convalesce in someone's system you could not have poisoned him will you go out and find the cure i mean sure anything for my friend uh do we know where we could find it alestra might know 
and he gestures for you to follow where she has taken Thebes um, into like a little side room on a couch. And she is kind of sitting on a stool, still mag- still using her magic um, as best as they can uh, to keep the Barim stable. There is also a human man sitting on a stool next to her, holding Thebes' hand very tightly, who you all would know as Derry, Thebram's brother. Human, but not taking his eyes off of Thebram's very shallow breathing. Alestra turns and looks at you all as you come into the room um, and says, "Are what's happening? Are you going out to find the antidote? I guess so. We'll try our best. Yes. Good. Um, and she digs into a bag that has been brought to her um, and tears a, a page out of a journal um, and shows it to you and says, this is the all flower. It grows in very dark, dangerous places and attracts creatures to it. Creatures that can be dangerous to face in and of themselves. It won't be an easy journey, but I believe that there's a place about a day's uh, a day's ride into the woods from here that may may have some. Uh, quick question for the DM. Yeah. Could we use my shot to get there faster? I will let you attempt it. I would definitely let you try. Okay. You have to find it and dig it up. Um, I need the roots. So you have to keep that intact. And you must be back within three days or else it will be too late for it to do any good for Thebram. Uh, we will do our best to find the all flower and bring it back within time. Yeah, I'm not much of an adventurer, but seems like we're the best ones to go for it. I wouldn't, uh, yeah, this is going to be never one adventure, eh? Not one. As you all kind of mentioned that, she turns back to Februm, um, and their hands start, you know, checking their pulse um, and trying to keep him steady and stable. Derry looks up at you all, tears falling down his face and say, please, please hurry. I don't know what I'd do if, and he barely is holding it together as he just turns his eyes back to his brother. I bet it was him. Can I do an insight check? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, can I do an insight? I think it's him. Roll an insight check. Anyone I read to? too much Agatha Christie. <laughs> it's always the one who's upset. Wait, insight. I rolled a nine and it's, pl- it's plus two. So 11. I got 11. Okay. I want to insight the butler. That's who I'm okay. eyeing. That's who Dave's eyeing right now. And it's a 17. Wait, no, hold on, hold on, hold on. That's an 18. It's a 14 for me. Okay. So uh, Thistle and Clanker, as you're looking at Derry and the, you know, tears falling down his face and the um, absolute dedication seems genuine. Like everyone seems to be, you know, really concerned about what's happening and, un, you know, not knowing what's going on um, and hopeful kind of resting all their hopes right now on you all and Alestra to keep Thebram alive. Dave, as you, you insight check the butler, who's kind of like hovering at the edge, kind of like waiting for orders, you notice that he is also watching very closely Derry and Alestra next to Thebram's body. Not dead, but you know, body all the same. <laughs> you see that he's 
nervous, but no, you can't tell why. Like you don't sense any malintent, but you know, it could be. I'm going to take note of that. All right. This will, are you going to go try to, to use your shop? Yes. So I'm going to tell the others to come along and then I'm going to use a bit of fake glamour to change into something a bit more comfortable for adventuring and uh is going to when they go through the door as if to go back into the other room instead opens up into this fantasy walmart essentially and is just like a giant shop every single aisle is labeled as healing potions poisons um enchanted weapons cursed weapons sentient weapons and all sorts of different like and then like there's also mundane things like everyday groceries clothes for your toddlers clothes for your adventurers like stuff like that so is going to lead the others into the shop is going to close the door kind of glances around as if looking for something doesn't see anyone except for like the random odd shopper because this place is opened everywhere across the plains and is going to like count to three in their head before opening the door again and seeing if it leads to where they need to go. Make, uh, what's your spellcasting ability? Intelligence. Okay, uh, go ahead and make either an arcana check or um, a spell attack. They're the same thing. Uh, so that is a 16 plus 8, so 24. Okay. As you pass that pharmacy aisle, and see the potions and the healing potions and the poisons, you can't help but think about Thebarim and what you need at this moment. Um, and that page out of Illustra's journal that she tore out and the image of the flower that she gave you. And as you push open the door, there's a slight bit of resistance. But as you open it, you are no longer in Thebarim's manor or estate. You are in a clearing. But there's no light here. As you look around, it is a very dark place. And when you left, it wasn't dark. Um, it was still sun. Um, but the canopy here has blocked out all sense of light. Um, and even those of you with dark vision can barely see the branches above you weaving that canopy. There's a very thick undergrowth as well, making any travel through this sort of clearing area difficult. And everything about this place makes you feel like this is the darkest spot in the forest. I will say as we exit the door, it manifested a tiny little shack just in the clearing mm -hmm. and just a rick, like it, it blends in with the environment. Um, and then when the door closes, it kind of like, shimmers a bit and then vanishes in a cloud of glitter okay what are you doing well they said that the flower should be in a dark place right so i guess start looking for the flower everyone go ahead and make me perception or investigation checks uh that is an eight for me 19 for me 15 for dave okay clanker can you fly uh great questions i believe genku's lost the ability to fly cool just making sure because i know you said 
you know, crow person. Yeah. That's the thing about Genku is I think they lost their flight. They lost all sense of creativity and they lost their voice. So they can only mimic other voices. They can't create their own. Cool. All right. Um, so as you all spread out through this clearing, um, Dave, you're the first one to notice that there's like a little like knoll, a little like rise in the center of this clearing. Um, and as you go approach it, it's not just uh, like a hill. There's actually an opening in the ground, like a little cave mouth, a little chasm in this clearing um, with a patch of like brambles and branches covering it. Um not necessarily on purpose, but like branches fell from the canopy above to cover this opening. Clanker, you notice as you're looking around and kind of searching for this, you know, where this flower could be, you notice that it is eerily quiet in this clearing. The only sounds that you hear are the rustling of the grass and brush as your companions are looking for the flower. There's no buzz of insects. There are no birds. There's not even any wind. Side note, when you said little knoll, I thought you meant knoll as in like, you know, a the knoll. creature. Like, yeah, creature. <laughs> I was like, are we going to find a little friend? No, K-N-O-L-L, not G-N-O-L-L. <laughs> Do I get the impression that high ground would help or that the flower is probably like under this underbrush or... From ground. what Illustra said, the darkest place you could find is where it's going to be. Then I guess I'll go over to that dark area underneath all the, the, the darkness. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you start clearing away the brushes. Uh, Dave, I'm assuming that you're helping, right? Yeah. Cool. Um, and as you clear away the entrance, um, you see it's like a little cave mouth. Um, and you can see that there is like a 30 foot drop to get to the bottom. You could try to scale the wall or if you had rope, you could, you know, tie it off somewhere and um, drop down. Thistle will kind of look down at the hole and say, in case anyone's wondering, I can fly if we need someone to uh, look down ahead. Um my uh, companion Alfie can also fly. Zero cannot, but I can bring her down with me. I've never said no to someone doing a little head recon and keeping me out of danger, so go ahead. Okay. Um, this will kind of like make sure that none of them can see them in the darkness because. Bit of meta information they don't like people seeing what kind of fey wings they have um but once they're certain that it's dark enough they will bring out their dragonfly wings and then flutter on down into the darkness and kind of use an un use like a fire fire bolt in a bit of an unorthodox way of letting it kind of light the what like light up where they're going so they can see um because they have no other light spell and have no dark vision uh yeah i mean with your shop i'd say like you could like find rope if you wanted to like give that to the others and you could find like a torch or something that you could easily light with that okay then yeah 
the like that i'll have the others I, I will be bringing the rope like i'll have fastened the rope as i descended and then i'll like make sure the rope is long enough and if it's not then make tie some more rope yeah easily enough it's a little bit of a tight squeeze even with like uh your slender fey body to get through the initial opening but then it opens up into this kind of cavernous space um go ahead and make uh, an investigation check what what's 17 plus 5 is it 21 22. or 22? 22 okay 22 all right as you light up your torch and start looking around um you see something that looks like an altar down here in this dark place um with tons of like vines in this area there are tons of um, like the undergrowth has continued um underground you expected stone but it is all vegetation um but you do see at this altar there's like a, uh, almost like a cage of thorns covering it um and there um in front of the altar you can just make out the slim stem and cluster of berries at the top um and that broad leaf of the allflower pictured in the uh on the journal page Alestra gave you and as you see it you hear rustling in the dark and above uh clanker you hear it first there are rustling coming from the edges of the clearing I need you all to roll initiative as um, in the cave, these huge bug-like creatures with sharp pinchers start coming out of the darkness. And above you in the clearing, these vine, twisted vine creatures start uh, peering out from behind the trees. Uh, Clinker got a 14. I have gotten a, a dirty 20. Seven. Oh, no, no, really. Did you say seven? Oh, sorry, 17. Oh, okay. Just 17 and then like, no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> so how, I was just surprised at how well my rolling is going. Don't jinx it. Uh, up first is going to be Thistle. I am going to cast Fairy Fire and uh, it's going to be a violet color. Um, and it's going to kind of be like in the area where I saw the creatures. So that area is also kind of, I think, lit up because I think that spell just by what it's called will light something up because it's it's create or like it, they'll be outlined in like violet light at least. Yeah. What's your spell save, DC? 16. Okay. Um, so there are three of them below and only one of them passes. So as uh, you're violet light sort of layers on top of them like a blanket it sticks to two of them and you can see the pinchers are now outlined in this kind of like neon violet light you're at a rave with bug monsters is what i'm saying okay (laughs) they're wearing like glow sticks (laughs) and then i will use my bonus action to tell zero to um uh, Zero will force empowered rend on their turn, which is immediately after mine. Um, and then I will shout up at the others and say, uh, I believe I need a little assistance down here. Okay. Um, and then 
immediately following my turn is zero. Um, Alfie is going, has to take the dodge action because I didn't mm-hmm. issue an order for Alfie. Um, but uh, zero is going to go forward um, and is going to, uh, and she has a dark vision of 60 feet. Um, she's going to attack one of the bug creatures. Um, and that will be a, so that's a dirty 20. Definitely hits. Oh, wait, is it plus an eight? Is it plus eight? Yeah, it's plus eight. Um, okay. And then a D eight plus my, um, proficiency bonus, which is a three. Uh, so that is six plus three. So eight damage. Okay. Force damage. Nice. But zero basically kind of will kind of just dash up and stop like about um five feet away from one of the bug creatures and then just kind of like do an open palm strike which has a slight delay before an a mass a massive amount of force just like pushes forward against the bug creature awesome yeah it like hisses uh as uh this um opponent comes forward and uh basically shoves it backwards a little bit um i think that's the end of your turn right yes cool dave you are up next it is pitch black as a human i don't believe you have dark vision but you can hear things above you now in the clearing starting to creep closer and you also heard the warning that thistle shouted up from the cave okay uh can't see anything so i'm just gonna see if i have a torch i guess yeah yeah easily oh yeah i'll light a torch okay i'll say that it's a free action to pull pull that out and then i'm gonna draw my sword and if i if i hear any kind of danger or anything like that i I would have gone to the closest one and i guess i'm gonna start striking okay um as you pull out your torch even though um, like you know a, a torch should be bright the darkness seems to be like pressing in on it so even though you can now see it's only for a few feet in front of you so you use your ears more to guide you towards this first creature up on the surface um, and start swinging at this little blighted vine thing with very sharp claws and you can see that um, there's like an opening in the bark of the um, creature and its uh, teeth are like needles go ahead and make your attack well that's uh that's a one Ooh, <laughs> unfortunately that's not gonna do it <laughs> did i just say i was rolling well <laughs> the sudden brightness of the torch is actually kind of blinding um in the difference between the dark and the sudden light so you stab forward but unfortunately make no purchase on this creature do you have a bonus action I don't believe I do, and if I do right now, I'll just skip it, because I'm not prepared. Cool. <laughs> All right. Uh, Clanker, you're up next. Didn't I tell you you were going to jinx it, Sherry? hmm Clanker is going to ask uh, Dave if they want to go down into the hole to help Thistle, or if they want to stay up here. I personally want to run as far away of all this danger as possible, but uh, I'm going to stay up here with you until we deal with this. Well, I'm going to go down. 
So I'm asking if you want to come with me. Because we just need to get the flower and go. We don't have to fight these creatures. I'm not much of a fighter. Get the flower and go. Okay. Let's go. Okay. So do you want to come with me? Gives him a thumbs up. Okay. Uh, I'm going to cast Featherfall uh, so the two of us can Featherfall down into this hole. Cool. You both uh, squeeze through the opening of the cave. You start to go into this free fall, but you shove away from the kind of uh, rocky edge that you could have, you know, potentially scaled down. Um, but you shove away into this free fall and cast feather fall and you float down where you can now see the raving bugs. <laughs> yeah. Can we see all of them? Cause they're all like lit up because of yes. the floor, right? I will say the fairy fire gives enough light that you can see down here. Plus, um, you know, uh, Thistle has a, a torch, although the same effect, you know, it's dimmer than it should be here. Um, but you can see very clearly the two. And then you can see in the shadows that are kind of being thrown around by the movement now of everyone here. The third is skittering um, around as well. And do I see where the flower is? I will say you have to make a perception check. Um, because you are now coming into this new environment. Uh, 18. Yeah. So you see the same thing. You see this kind of cage of thorns around it, kind of covering the entire altar and the space in front of it. Um, so underneath that cage is where the, the all flower is. And how far away is that from me? Probably like 30 feet. Okay. I think I'm just going to go straight to the flower kind of see what's going on if I can like not yeah. thorn myself <laughs> um so I'll let you get over there you'll probably have to pass by one of these creatures in order to get there um the, okay. like the, the cave is probably like 30 feet diameter so it's like okay. on the opposite side of you it doesn't oh that rolled pretty well on that so that's a 22 to hit <laughs> yeah that'll hit that's okay though uh 11 points of slashing damage and one point of acid damage as its pincher um, claws into you. You are also grappled. And so you cannot oh. move further as it grabs onto you with its pincher. Um, I will, or no, because I already did a reaction. Never mind. Okay. Uh, that is the end of your turn. Yeah. Yeah. So how far did I make it then? Made it like five feet. Until you okay. like ran into this creature. <laughs> I'm not a fighter. I'm a baker. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, the creatures above, you can all hear them now. Um, they are coming closer and closer. I'll say that Dave, you made it down into the cave with the feather fall. So um, you can all just hear them trampling across the clearing above to the cave mouth. Um, but that's the entirety of their turn. Um, the creatures inside. Do they have disadvantage because of fairy fire or do people just have advantage against them? You know, uh, people have any attack roll against an affected creature or object has advantage if the attacker can see it and the affected um, creatures and or objects can't benefit from being invisible. Okay, so that's fine. Um, The one holding you, Clanker, is going to make a bite against you. Uh, that's a 21 to hit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Only a level five character. Uh, wait, is that person, or is Clinker within, um, five feet of zero? 
Um, also, yeah. Yeah, I didn't make it very far. Uh, deflect reaction, reaction, deflect attack. Um, the defender imposes disadvantage on the attack roll of okay. one creature it can see within five feet of it, provided it's okay. an attack against something not the defender. And that helps because that's a natural force. That's going to miss. Oh. <laughs> um, the other one um, is going to take an attack against zero. And that's a natural five to hit. So that's a nine. Uh, does uh, AC 15. Okay, cool. Um, and then the last one um, is going to rear back and spit acid. Um, so I need Dave and Thistle to make dexterity saving throws. Uh, 21 for Dave. <laughs> you're good. I think you have evasion, right? I uh, believe I have evasion, yeah. Yeah, so you're good. You take nothing. I actually got the same roll, 19 plus 3. Okay, so you will take half. Okay. So you only take three points of acid damage. Okay. Actually, evasion's at level seven. I do not have that. Oh, so you will also take half then. Yeah, that's uh, seven, you said? Uh, three. Perfect. Okay, uh, that is their turn. Back to the top, it is Thistle. Okay, Thistle is going to pull out um, a crossbow from um, like this, like one of their pockets or bags um and this crossbow looks quite kitted out like it's been upgraded and uh thistle is going to load a a cross like a a a like a bolt into it and is going to fire it like fire it and then another one that had been like in a secret compartment in the crossbow fires off as well um i have an infusion on this crossbow that is a repeating shot um so so i can use both my attacks and ignore the loading um and as the bolts fly through the air it says you two can get a crossbow like this from thistle's wondrous wondering wares (laughs) (laughs) that's amazing i love that um so go ahead and roll your attacks okay so the first one is a natural 20 so it's a 29 yeah that hits which one are you aiming for I'm going to aim for the one that I'm going to help zero. Um, so okay. I'm going to be focusing fire on the one that zero is fighting. Okay. Um, that way zero can have other, because zero is the, of the two of us is the heavier hitter. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the second attack is a 21. We'll also hit. Go ahead um, and roll your damage. So where did my D8 go? Is this the D8? Yes, this is the D8. Um, so the first one is a three doubled because of the crit is a six plus six, so 12 damage. Um, and then the second one is a eight damage. Nice. Um, as your crossbow bolts shoot across and shout their marketing, (laughs) (laughs) uh, it kind of echoes in the cavern and you hear the thump thump as, uh, the bolts make its way under this kind of chitinous armor, um, that this bug-like creature has, um, and they're kind of outlined, uh, right next to each other in, uh, the creature's chest. It's still up, but it is very hurt. Uh, then I'm going to use my movement to kind of fly a bit out of reach of any of these creatures. Okay. 
and I am going to tell Zero to keep attacking. Okay. Um, and I just realized that I have a, I have a bigger plus to my attack damage. So Zero is not the heavier hitter of the two of us. <laughs> um, that's all right. Go ahead and roll their attacks. Uh, that's gonna be a, a thirteen. That just misses. Okay. Yeah. Um, so as your uh, crossbow bolts actually sink into its chest, it rears back in pain, which me- means that uh, Zero's fist just misses. Um, but that's all right. Did a good chunk of damage on your turn. Okay. Anything else? I think for flavor, Alfie's not used to this sort of combat. And so it's kind of like... Part of what Thistle's doing is like wrestling with Alfie to get their little chubby hands off of their eyes. And it's just like, Alfie, no, <laughs> Alfie, we got Alfie, please calm down. I can't work with this. And it's just kind of like doing that. Awesome. Um, yeah, terrified little lemur. Um, definitely has like their tail wrapped around your, your arm as well. Um, but Dave, it is your turn. Well, I mean, what to do but find the nearest thing to hit and see if Dave can smack it with his rapier. Okay. Uh, come on, better than... Uh, nope, nope, nope. I got three this time. Oh, no! Mm-hmm. Our poor rogue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, I didn't really find any fun bonus action-y stuff, so uh, that's it. All right. So are you going after the one that spit acid, the one that's near zero and injured, or the one that um, is grappling Clanker? Uh, Grappling Clanker, probably. Okay. So Clanker, you have Dave next to you as it comes around to you. Doing absolutely nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Trying and failing with his poor human eyes in the light and dark. (laughs) I didn't do much better. I just, I, all my spells would like hurt everybody. You can try uh, to like I... angle it. Like it's a small space, but you can try to like angle it so like the center is like near the wall or behind the creatures. Yeah, I think I'm going to since I'm grappled, I can't do a whole ton anyway. I'm gonna create an Eldridge cannon. Ooh, okay. <laughs> um, and I'm gonna do the they're natural looking creatures. I'm gonna do flamethrower. Okay. So, yeah, 15 foot cone of fire. Each creature takes 2d8 fire damage, half of that on a deck save of 14. Okay. And my cannon can move as a bonus action. Nice. So, what does it look like as you're pulling this out of seemingly nowhere, I'm assuming? Yeah, I just kind of like crouch to the ground, and it looks like I'm maybe like trying to like get my angles out but actually uh do you see this like little itty bitty tiny cannon um about the size of like a like a cronut like a little bit bigger than a cronut um <clears throat> I like to imagine it's like the the blowtorch that you use for the creme brulee yes actually yes actually that's what I said not the other thing <laughs> Um, it's actually a blowtorch <laughs> um, on wheels. 
and um, it just angles itself towards this annoying creature that has me uh, grappled. Because all I really want to do is just get this flower and get out of here. He's he's really asking for it. Yeah. Also, you can get two of them in uh, range because you said it's a 15-foot cone, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, and it's a deck save? Yes. That is a nat 20 on the one, but the one that is holding yes. you is a little uh, distracted by everything that's happening with you. And so uh, it fails for sure. Dope. Okay. Give me one second. Cause my die decided to run away. Like my. <laughs> one okay. So I got a, a 10. So 10 damage for the one that failed and five for the one that passed. And I'm hoping I'm not grappled anymore. Question mark? It takes an action to escape the grapple. I got ungrapple. Okay. Yeah. Um, unless it dies. If it dies, then you'd be ungrappled. But it is still up. Okay. Got it. I wasn't sure if it was something that like required concentration or something. Nah. Unfortunately, it is a strength check on your part to escape it. Anything else on your turn? Um, nope, because I want to keep my reaction in case I get hurt again. Okay. So, yep, I just got my man in blow torch. It's like, just get the flower. <laughs> Clinker, you are the closest to the cave entrance, um, and you can hear the chittering and the scraping of claws and vines as uh, the slight, like, you know how, like, there are shades of black? <laughs> um, mm-hmm. You see, like, a slightly darker shade of black kind of cover the entrance as something peers down inside. Um but they don't make a move to come in yet. Um, the one uh, holding you, the bug holding you is going to attack you. Um, and that is a 20 something to hit. I'm assuming. Jeez. Hits. Yeah. My AC is 12. I'm rolling really well. I haven't rolled below a 15 except for the one on disadvantage for you. <laughs> my AC is 12. Yeah. 20 something's going to hit me. Can I do another? Cause uh, Zero's got her reaction back. Okay. Can yeah. I do it again? Impose disadvantage again. Well, that's a natural 16. Oh. <laughs> so sorry. It's 21. Um, you're going to take 12 points of slashing damage and three points of acid damage. So I'm gonna use shield reaction. So my okay. AC is actually plus five, so that 16 won't hit me. Uh it's a natural 16. It's a 21 to hit you total. Oh. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I rolled an 18 and a 16. <sighs> so close. Never mind. <laughs> um, yeah. So 15 points of damage total. The other one does not get its acid back. And so we'll come over to attack Dave. No. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm looking a little rough over here. I think you could take some damage. <laughs> That's a natural one. Don't worry. All right. Um, and then the one in front of zero is going to uh, spray acid and is going to angle up so it gets zero and thistle. So I need you to make deck saves. Zero does not make it. She got a six. And then for me, I got a 13. That just makes it. Um, okay. So zero will take 16 points of damage and you will take eight. Right. Okay. Six. Oh, this is really nice. Okay, 16 points of damage, confirm. And then I will take eight. Mm-hmm. D&D Beyond is, has very nice features for ta- for dealing with uh, the damage that my 
zero is taking. Um, <laughs> sorry, I love this site. Yeah. Um, go on. All right, so that is their turn. Um, and it comes back up to Thistle. Okay. Thistle seeing that zero, I will say zero is looking pretty hurt. That just took half of zero's hit points. Um, like some of the clockwork insides are a bit visible now. There are bits as if broken porcelain now missing from zero's like visible quote-unquote skin yeah the acid just starts to eat through and show some of the the mechanisms and thistle looks pissed and for flavor a bit more of that there's an essence that's fey but beyond fey like something that's not just like normal fey is like visible in the energy like like physically visible in the energy that is this like their wings their dragonfly wings start to glow a bright like spring purple um and so they are going to can i use branding i can use branding smite with a with a any weapon attack because mm-hmm. it just says weapon attack um so zero then will be taking the dodge action mm-hmm. thistle's going to use branding smite and is then going to use both of their attack their crossbow attacks so the first attack is a 24 definitely hits and the second attack is a 28 definitely heads <laughs> they're pissed they're pissed are you still going after the one with zero the one that me that hurt zero okay is 14 plus two is 16 nice. is the first attack what does your branding smite look like the branding smite is i'll say a kind of crown of vines appears over thistle's like head and it's like this ephemeral purple and that those vines kind of crawl down around thistle's arms and onto the weapon and when the weapon fires it glows from the might of these vines it's almost as if if light could block out sound it would it would block out the sound of the of the uh, advertisements of thistle's wondrous wondering wares and it kind of just uh it's just like these vine lights like fairy lights nice as your light uh studded crossbow bolt enters into the the onkeg uh it rears back and topples over backwards uh with a heavy thud and that one is dead go ahead and roll your damage on your second attack is 19 nice are you do you want the one grappling thistle or the one attacking Dave? Or I'm sorry, grappling clanker or attacking Dave? Two thistle. Uh, thistle would be like clanker can last a few more seconds. And we'll just fire at the one. Literally that's... seconds. Literally just seconds. <laughs> Literally next attack. 
<laughs> okay. By the way, I I forgot, but um, Shrivi, roll me another d- another attack because you should have an advantage on the one that you were attacking because of fairy fire. That's okay. That's a six. Just roll a six. Yeah. All right. <laughs> oh my god. Are the two that are still the ones affected by fairy fire? Or the one that zero was facing off with had fairy fire and then okay. this one. Sorry, no, I, I had a 10. Sorry, my bad. 10 total? Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for letting you down. I tried. I tried, Chibi. Um, but you. it's fine. Uh as your crossbow bolt uh thuds into the one in front of Dave. It is your turn again, Dave. So please roll with advantage. That first roll is a 16. Okay. Second is a 22. So we finally hit. Nice. You hit. Roll and because you had advantage, roll with your sneak attack. Hold on, getting all all the dice. <laughs> so that is 7 8 uh, 11 damage. Nice. All right, as your rapier sinks into uh, the onkeg, you actually, as you withdraw it, chop off one of its pinchers. Uh, it is so close to death. Uh, can I do a bonus action, throw some of the uh, those nuts in the face of this thing, just to distract it next round? The cronuts? Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sure. Perfect. I'm going to do that. The, only a little bit. I'm, I need some of them left over. They're really good. It has like kind of like spikes and like sharp things on its ar- like armor like back. And so you like play like ring, ring toss with the cronuts. <laughs> um, Clanker, it is your turn. That is amazing. Clanker is proud of her creation. Yeah, I'm just going to cast cheer wounds on myself so I don't die uh, <laughs> last those seconds <laughs> and uh oh, thank goodness okay so i take 13 health back and uh i'm just gonna have my eldritch cannon go off again neither of them moved right so it's still angled yeah. for two of them hopefully i don't hit dave they're both gonna fail yeah dope do i hit dave no cool that's nine. Nice. Um, so the one holding you is hissing. It is badly burnt. Um, the other one is completely incinerated. Um, you, your little blow torch just <laughs> whooshes out with flame um, and it is gone. <laughs> it is ash in this dark place. Anything else in your turn? Nope, that's it. Clanker's just happy that they did something that looked cool. All right. Uh, the only one left is the one holding you, um, but you do see creatures starting to scale down the wall as well. Claws scraping as they kind of slip and slide and climb uh, their way down. And there are five little blights um, that reach the sur- uh, bottom of the cliff. Hey, y'all, maybe we should grab the flower and get out of here. The one holding you, Clanker, is going to let you go, and it's going to move so that it can get you and Dave and Thistle all in a line. I need you all to make deck saves. That is a 17. 
That is a 14. Yeah, I got a 15. Nice. Uh, you all save, so you will take seven points of acid damage um, as the line of uh, bug spray <laughs> comes out and uh, settles over you all. But you all ma- you managed to get rid of most of it. It just splashes up from the cave floor and some of the stalactites um, coming down from the ceiling. That will bring it back up to Thistle. So Thistle's not looking too happy, um, is going to start flying in the direction of the flower and is kind of going to overshoot a little as if trying to secure a way out instead of trying to go for the flower. And is as they're doing that, is going to fire at the uh, last one with their two attacks. So the first one is going to be a... 23 definitely hits and the next one is going to be a 14 uh that just hits okay uh that will be a eight plus six so 14 all right oh wait no no i didn't do my second attack i forgot it hit um okay that's a that's an eight <laughs> nice how do you finish off the onkegs so as the branding smite's kind of fading, like the glow is dimming, like and kind of that kind of regal fey appearance is is like dissipating. Thistle is kind of like is like shouting, Cotton, I need the store, I need the store, cotton, please hear me. And it's just like firing, like kind of wildly, being like, doesn't want to deal with any more things, just wants to get somewhere so they can like repair zero wants to just kind of like they're not an adventure they're a shopkeep like this is they're like their business is is like serving these adventurers not being one yeah make me make me an arcana check arcana check okay uh 16 plus 8 so okay 24 as you're kind of panicking a little um <laughs> and you can all hear in the the muffled tones of this is wondrous wires. This is wondrous wires. <laughs> from the across the boat, still uh, buried in the onkegs, you see the outline of a door start to glow in the cliff uh, or in the cave wall behind the altar that the all flower is growing in front of. Um, it's not fully formed yet, but it's there. But you all don't have the flower yet. Okay. Um, as the bonus action, yes, I'm going to have um, Zero go closer and uh, and be ready to go through the door. Okay. Dave, you are up. The onkegs are gone. There are now these twig blights, these kind of branches of uh, plants and withered things climbing down, slid down to the bottom of the, ca- the cavern um, where you all are. Between you and the climb back up, but you also see the glow outline of Thistle's store behind you. What are you doing? Oh, the glow outline. Where where is Thistle and uh, Clanker? Yeah, Clanker. I was gonna call it call him Clankety, but I thought that was wrong. Uh, where exactly are they in comparison to the glowing house? Thistle's pretty much next to it. Um, the the door has kind of appeared in the cliff face or in the the wall of the cavern. Mm-hmm. But you all don't have the flower yet. It's underneath this cage of thorns. And then Clanker is next to you. So you're about 25, 30 feet from 
well about <clears throat> about 25 feet from the door all right i want to i want to run towards the flyer right now whether that's towards the uh, the baddies as well then so be it no it's directly opposite so okay yeah. <laughs> uh running towards the thorn uh covered flower you can get there it is like i said protected by this sort of like cage of thorns so you mm-hmm. can't really reach your way through can I, and I, I can't use anything kind of like sled of hand or anything like that to reach my way through. I'd have to hack my way through if I try to hack with the, I would uh, let you use a sleight of hand as a thief. Yeah, I'm going to try that. Or I'm going to, even better, I'm going to take out my thieves tools and try to use it that way. Would that work better? Yeah, I mean, I think it's still, thieves tools check is still like a sleight of hand check. Oh, that's a lot. That's sad. It's a lot. My sleight of hand is a plus 11 somehow. I don't know how I got that. Like, if I'm wrong, anyways. Yeah, you probably have expertise. Is. Yeah, the, and I got an 18, so I said... 29? 29, yeah. Damn, 30. Amazing. Uh, yeah, you take out your thieves tools, and thieves tools differ from person to person. And in this case, you're really glad that you made your thieves tools yourself um, because you're able to kind of use some of the elastic parts to hold back the different, uh, you know, vines and branches that hold the sharpest thorns. And you are able to kind of create this opening so that someone could reach in. I will remind you all that you need the roots of the flower in order to make the elixir that will save Thebrim and you need them intact. So you kind of have to dig it up. Okay, so I have it open for somebody else to come in and do something, though. Yeah, um, I'll say that. Yeah, I'll say that that will be your action to to kind of create this opening. Perfect. That's awesome. That's more than what I wanted to do. Awesome, uh, Clanker, you are free. <laughs> I will walk over to Dave and uh, I guess assist in grabbing this flower. All right, make me a nature check to dig it up without damaging the f- the root. I was hoping it was going to be a sleight of hand. <laughs> I'll take that. I'll take that argument. Go ahead. Yay! I just, you know, I was seeing what Dave was doing, and I, I picked up what they were putting down. I, I let you use my tools, but uh, they're kind of preoccupied right now, kind of holding this open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that makes sense. Uh, it's only a 14, though. So hopefully that's good enough. <laughs> That is exactly what you needed. Yes! (laughs) Um, As these blights are coming toward you and they're kind of stalking you, injured as you are, you reach through this opening that Dave has created and you sink your... Do you have claws as a crow? Like your talons, sort of? I think it's just like feathers. I was just picturing like a cartoon like crow with like... Feather wings? And just extra bendy. (laughs) Yeah! My feathers are just very bendy. <laughs> you dig with your feathers. You kind of make them into little scoops and you make a perfect like circle around one of the flowers and are able to scoop it up out of the dirt without uh, damaging the roots. I will pull us out of initiative as the uh, door fully forms to Thistle's wares um, and you are able to one by one dart inside as the hissing, clicking, creaking of the vines uh, fades behind you as you can slam the door shut and you are inside Thistle's warehouse. <sighs> Thanks, Thistle. Thistle's just going to like collapse on the ground, starfish out, and then is going to like, and then like Zero's going to like sit down next to, and then like 
this will like slowly roll onto their side and from their side just play just pat zero's knee and as they do that they are using mending and they will continue to use mending until zero is fully healed is this door always been here thistle it's uh so the wondrous thing about thistle's wondrous wondering wares is that it always shows up where the customer needs um so no matter if you are on the peak of a mountain top or inside a deadly cave thistle's wondering wondrous wondering wares will always show up when you need that's kind of that's kind of really cool thistle thanks for you know saving me from having to walk that much well when on the mortal plane after being on the fey realm for centuries it's a bit mundane so you have to create entertainment where you need i'm sorry we're not that much fun for you but that's awesome that's i'm gonna use that next time i'm gonna jam i'm just gonna say thistling thistles emporium what is this place called again Thistle's Wondrous Wondering Wares. Thistle's Wondrous Wondering Wares. I need thee. And you'll just pop up the door? It should. It's a bit finicky sometimes. Haven't fully worked out the kinks of the mortal, of the material plane versus the Feywild. And, you know, I'm trying not to create much of a, a, a trail, per se. So certain people don't find me but in essence uh, yes it should work being discreet trust me i understand that ah this is awesome do you have any medicine in here i'm still not feeling very well uh and thistle will kind of snap a finger and the aisles will kind of rotate as if on a um on like a, a what is the thing um lazy susan no kind of not really that like the the, the like a treadmill, but not a treadmill. Conveyor right. belt. A conveyor belt, like a conveyor belt. They'll move like on a conveyor belt and like right in front of where they are. Uh, and all the customers seem to be used to this. Um, and those that aren't are kind of like grasping onto shelves um, because they move with it. But the right in front of where the group is standing will be the medicine aisle. Ah, thank you. How much do I owe you? Can I trade you for a cronut? How DM, how much would a normal healing potion cost? Like 25 gold, probably. It will be 50 gold. I don't, I, I guess I would have that. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not poor. Dave would be putting down the, the health potion and be like, you know what? I can, I can wait. I'm good. Dave, Dave, don't worry about it for you. 25. Oh, uh, I'm I'm a little short. Have I harmed you? Uh, let's just say I haven't heard many pleasant things about your exploits. You don't. I don't know you. Exploits. I'm a baker. No, I'm not getting involved in this. I I have I have next to no economy, and unless they're gonna take five gold, I don't think I'm gonna be able to. So I'm just gonna wait. I'll I'll sleep this off. I mean, I've heard things about you too. Thistle will just put a, a healing potion in Dave's hand and be like, "It's on the house." Um, but and then like we'll whirl onto uh, onto Clanker and be like, "Is it not true that you have that you have slown a dragon in order to get an egg for a baking contest?" Well, what's wrong with that? It was a dragon. Uh, the kind of like. The best way you can describe it is noble fae 
rage and fury kind of returns and that kind of like ephemeral crown kind of appears. We do not talk about slaying dragons in my house. I mean, I'm just saying in this world, that's kind of a cool thing to do. Like, at least they're not blackmailing thieves like he is. Oh, what? No, I'm not done with you. No, we don't slay dragons. Dragons are, dragons are people too. This was a long time ago, okay? And honestly, like, it wasn't even a, like a dragon egg. Like the dragon was just terrorizing the nearby town and they had all of the quail eggs and I really needed a quail egg. Did you not just talk to the dragon? I tried. I don't speak dragon. Did you not look into investing in a dictionary or a translator? I did the same thing when I adopted my child. I learned draconic for them. I wasn't adopting a child. I was looking for a quail egg and they stole all the quail but eggs. you murdered a living being. You murdered a person. It started it. Then you did not have to rise to what they were doing. You could have- You just murdered them. those creatures. I didn't see you having a dictionary five minutes ago. The difference is, is that dragons are intelligent, far more intelligent than you mortals. Well, hold well, on. Well, tell that to the dragon that attacked me. Let's, 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 let's be on. Let's, let's calm, just, let's just chill. Everybody calm down, everybody breathe. We just went through a very bonding and terrifying experience, and we're here to save our friend right now. We can throw mud at each other when our our friend Thief is up. You're just saying that because you got a healing potion for free and I'm almost dead and I got to pay double asking price. I mean, you shouldn't have slayed a dragon. I'm just saying. I'm just... I, it started it. I mean, it just needed a quail egg. egg hold you know on. Big wait. a quail egg is. A quail egg is like this big. And yeah, I don't care. Did you say eggs. I blackmailed someone? Did you say I blackmailed someone? Who did I blackmail? Well, yeah, I heard a rumor too that uh, <laughs> you had some information about thieves or something on thieves. And that's the only reason why you were invited to this party in the first place. Oh, I. this is why I don't have friends right here. This is why I don't have friends. Everybody here is believing the wild rumors. I mean, to be fair, that that was true. What, what they said about me was, was kind of true. This is why I rarely leave my shop. No one ever knows anything about me, except that I have the most wondrous wares. We'll see how this healing potion works. As you say that, Thistle, the door starts to glow again, as if the door has moved, and you you are very familiar with this kind of process, and you get the feeling that you are back to where you should be if you would open the door. And I'm just going to say on a side note, that is not how I imagined the rumor conversation <laughs> happening at all. I'm so happy. I'm so curious. So who had my rumors? Are you sure you would have had yours? I guess. I'm curious which one. Doesn't like spreading rumors. <laughs> I think as an aside, though, just because I'm curious, and this would be too, um, as an aside <laughs> would be like as they're kind of like walking back toward like after everyone's gotten their healing potions and they're walking back towards this would be like now actually is it do, do people actually talk about me are there rumors about me i try to be illustrious and mysterious 
I didn't really know about you until I, I still barely know you. Apparently you know me though. I'm offended. We are both merchants. Do you not go to Merchant Con every year? <laughs> Technically I'm not a merchant. I'm like behind the scenes. Like I'm like, I have a partner and they handle the, the talking. I just do all the baking. This will just turn over to Dave. Have you heard about, are there rumors about me? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I've heard something about you. Like I said, I'm not one to spread rumors, but I, I did have a certain possible future business uh, arrangement you, we might want to discuss later with you maybe laundering some money through your shop. Uh, I don't. My finances. I don't launder oh, money. Oh, but I slayed one dragon one time and it's the end of the world. I what don't launder money. I don't. I agree. I agree. You assist. You assist. I do not partake in any illegal trading. No, I do not take part in any illegal business. Right. That would we put mean me legal in the mortal realm, not like legal in the fey world. I know y'all have different rules there. We mean like in this world. Ooh, do they? Do they really? Laundering money is illegal in the fey wild as well as in the material plane. And uh. Dave's just going to point to his nose and give a wink like, uh, enough said. We'll talk later. I, I, we won't have any business, but sure. Told you. Mr. I don't spread rumors. It <laughs> 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 was one time. The doors uh, kind of glows brightly and you hear a knock. Can you wait a minute? We're, we're working something out. <laughs> Have, have you, besides the me uh, blackmailing uh, somebody, do you get any other rumors y'all hear about me? Oh, how'd you like my cronut? I, oh, they're delicious. Oh, thank you. I just yeah. want to say out of character, I love how we're just like, we're now just chilling. <laughs> These people are like knocking at the door. I'm just letting the healing potion heal me, okay? I was very wounded. It's a short rest. Would you like another? Yeah. If you promise to provide takeout to dragons within their lair, I can arrange the delivery part. You just provide the food. I mean, sure. I didn't know there were that many dragons to provide a takeout service to. Dragons have families. Why do you think we don't think there are many? They're in hiding because of people like you. Well, I figured they liked being in hiding and not knowing where people were. And if they gave out their address to the nearest delivery service, that might, you know, give away their location. Ignorance. I'll get you in. You don't, we, it's okay. I'll, I'll put you in contact with my, she's much better at talking than I am. Y'all can set something up. I'd be happy to give back to the dragon community, even though they started it. Usually it's the mortals that start it, but... That's not here nor there. You weren't there. They were terrorizing the town and stealing all the eggs in the countryside. Every egg. Do you know how many things have eggs? Like, they even stole all the turtle eggs. I will not get into this right now. That sounds gross. I will not get into this right now. Somewhere Braun is crying. <laughs> now, wait, wait. Okay, I am going to get into this because what were they doing with the egg? Because that is important. Were they just sitting on them? Yeah, they were, they were just hoarding them. Like, I think they thought that if they, like, 
they could take care of them and create like a chamber of like warmth. But like, there are some animals that, you know, like to be with their parents. And there are some animals that require very specific temperatures. And there are some animals, you know, like turtles that like to be in the ground, not in a pile. So I think they have good intentions. Okay, but weren't you taking the eggs to eat them? I needed like three. I needed like three eggs for a recipe. The dragon was acting like a mummy dragon and was it was helping and saving the eggs. I think in this story, the dragon had lost her child and was thus trying to find a way to nurture something and so wanted to basically foster all of these animals and here you come in this dragon who's just trying to protect her children or what she believes are her children it was and every egg in the country and do you come in the socioeconomic and in the what about all of the other lives of the children that couldn't eat because every single animal lost an entire generation because of this one dragon and here you come in looking to murder not only unborn children but also to to murder this dragon who's just trying to take care of her brood you know that cronut that was so delicious that has chicken eggs in it i never had one oh i had like how many in 10 handfuls there's a lot oh god I didn't realize you were vegetarian. I'm so or vegan. Sorry, I'm so sorry. I'm not. It's just I'm mainly just jesting with you at this point. Sometimes I I saved an entire countryside, but sure, take the side of the dragon that had started it. I don't think the dragon started it, but. Oh, just like you don't launder money. I don't actually. That one isn't true of the probably two rumors that are out there about me. You know, the not not that the DM asked for two rumors at all. <laughs> we should probably help thieves. All right. The the door is still glowing. The knocking has stopped. <laughs> I think uh, this will open the door. Uh, finger snapped, glamour back into being in that party-ready attire, um, which is spotless because didn't go into combat with it, and is going to open the door and say, yes, you were knocking, we had a bit of a tizzy, but we are back. You see uh, Jehovah, the butler, um, gray, scraggly, scraggly beard, um, sitting in the hall with like his head in his hands like uh, elbows on his knees like just like kind of staring at the door and as you <laughs> open it like worried though <laughs> like what could possibly be keeping them <laughs> if the door is showing up uh and he uh stands up and says oh I, I saw the door and i wasn't sure because you weren't coming out are is everything okay did you find it we found it. We were just in the middle of an argument over morality, but you know, everything's fine. <laughs> what a time for philosophical discussion when Thieves is up there dying! We had time. We knew. We- I'm from the Feywild. Every time is a time for philosophical morality arguments. Uh, you hear the sound of like chairs being pushed back and other people coming down the hall and you see the pale tiefling snips enter and say, y- you found it then. Oh, yeah. 
Yes. Well, let's go. And he like grabs your uh, your wing and starts dragging you up the stairs uh, towards uh, a room. Um, and hearing the footsteps, Alustra comes out of a closed door. Speaking of wings, Thistle's wings are back concealed. Can, can I actually, before we go up there, I would have been clocking the, the butler the entire time. So I was kind of suspicious of him. Yeah. Can I tell whether he's been crying the whole time or that he's been upset or he's like scared to get caught kind of thing? Yeah. Make a, make an either insight or investigation check. Oh, jeez, Louise. That is a, uh, that's uh 12. You see, it's only been about like a couple hours since you all left because you took Thistle's shop and I mean, you had a bit of a long rest or sorry, a short rest. So it's been a couple hours. It hasn't been that long, but you see like everyone's face is still like drawn, pale, anxious. I will say you notice that there's one person missing. You don't see the dwarven uh, circus performer. Oh, Anders? okay. No, not Anders. Uh, you see Anders. Uh, Anders and the wolf are there. Um, the female cir- circus performer who had lit the torch. Um, you don't see her, but there's a crowd of people. Maybe she's hiding. She's short. You know. The, are we? Is this information shared about not seeing that performer? Yeah. If uh, if that's what uh, Dave would have seen, he would have been, been like, "I don't see. Where did that dwarf performer go?" Thistle's going to send Alfie to go find them. Okay. The crowd kind of like escorts you up the stairs to uh, where Alestra comes out of a closed room and she sees the all flower in your hands, Clanker. And seeing it, she immediately steps forward and their hands come out and says, please uh, come, let me, let me, please. Yeah, okay. If uh, you have any extra parts, I'll, I'll, I'll take them. Uh, she takes the um, dirt in her hand. She holds it by the, the base of the stem and snaps off the stem and hands you the top part and just takes the clump of dirt with the roots um, and heads down into the kitchen. You all have about an hour or two as Alustra tries to make this elixir. During that time, the first thing that happens is this little you get Alfie comes back and you see an image of the uh, woman dwarf kind of tied to a chair like they were interrogating her in another room. I have a question. Yeah. So this flower, uh, is it still going to like cause things to attack if I have parts of it? Theoretically. All that you know is what is on the journal page. Cool. I'm going to slip it in the thistles like bag or pocket oh my god (laughs) make a sleight of hand check can i make a can i make a a check to what's your passive my passive passive perception yeah it's a 14 i got a 16 i wish it was passive investigation that's a 20 it's while you're you're listening to alfie's report you don't notice anything okay that's it that's all I wanted. Can I use my observant feet to kind of look around and uh, see what people are saying by reading their lips? Is there anyone in particular you're looking at? The people who I noticed have either been partying the longest, so people who are like 
who were like when we arrived were looking very sweaty or had been sitting um looking like worn out and the people who were hanging around Thebes the most okay so you see Anders and his wolf kind of they're not talking he's not talking to anyone um he is kind of arms crossed in a corner he paces a little bit and you see that the wolf kind of watches him pace and whines a little anxiously seeing his worry you also see two human women um one with a snake kind of draped around their neck um who is hanging out with thebes during the the party uh so Haisha. And then Tally, human dressed in kind of wizard's robes, but very fine, elegant, um, elegantly embroidered robes. Um, and they're kind of glaring at each other suspiciously, but not not saying anything directly related to Thebes at the moment. Just saying, like, where were you? <laughs> like, that sort of thing. A um, little bit like of feeling each other out. That's mostly... Um, who you see at this point there are a couple other people like the circus performers the centaurs are there um are glancing towards the door where you know uh mehar their dwarven assistant is being questioned and held um and you just see them kind of discussing whether or not she could have possibly done this why she would have done this and you hear them talking about the time like Thebes came and like saved their show so you, you're like they're you just get a general sense of confusion from them okay and how long ago did the potion or did the poison have to be given before it could like yeah it was about like three hours mm-hmm. at least three hours from the time it it um took place and you all had only been at the party for about an hour and a half before dinner started I don't have any ability that allows me to do this, but could I look around and tell if anyone else is Faye? Just as like a general clocking thing. I don't think I would have had time before, but I just want to know if I can clock anyone else Faye. Go ahead and make me a perception. Just make me a general intelligence check. Uh, That will be an 18. Okay. You don't think anyone here is outright Fae like you are. You get a strange sort of feeling from Cole, the one who had looked at you over the wine weird, the Mm -hmm. half-elf. And you also get um, sort of like a Fae field from the centaurs just because of what they are. They're, you know, centaurs are sort of Fae creatures, but not like you. Okay. This is going to turn to the others and say... I think I would like to talk to Cole a moment. He had been giving me weird looks during the wine. Okay. Bye. Oh, I thought (laughs) you guys were going to come with me. Do you want us to come with you? We were just arguing like two minutes ago. I would think that we might be able to provide some investigation. Or we could split up and ask multiple people. I just think that three heads, five heads, looking at the looks that Zero and Alfie are giving Thistle, are better than one. 
Sure, if that's what you want. I think we should do that. Look, we kind of were all chosen as a group and I can work past my slighted feelings that are brought up when I look at you, but... <laughs> there but... is no love lost. <laughs> but look, there's only so much I can do. I don't want to pull connections. Let's just say that. Well, only if you eat one of my cronuts. Okay, bring them to me. Where are they? Can we go out? Can we go to where they are? Oh, I know. I have a whole whack load in my pocket still. You can have one of my pocket cronuts. Here you go. Thistle will take a cronut. Pocket cronuts. We'll give it a little sniff. We'll kind of druid craft a little bit of like a, a, a herb of some kind. Look over at, um, we'll look at, over at Clinker a moment, kind of hold up the herb be like showing what it is and say can I just apply a little bit of this I mean it may ruin the balances of the flavors can you try it once without and then maybe add it and let me know if it tastes better because maybe I can incorporate it okay um this is a fey herb so I would have to we could work out you'd be the only supplier I could work out a deal perhaps with my supplier provide a word and get you a discount and this will take a take a bite not show any emotion on the face actually let me do a, like a charisma see like a like a, <laughs> a like a let me roll let me roll a check i'm gonna roll deception constitution i got a six because i rolled a four and it would be a plus two there is a small little upturn of the corner of the lips and then it's schooled away as if like they have had training to control their emotions um and then they'll say it's good yes i know okay we can go investigate now (laughs) okay all right so thistle's going over to cole who are the other two of you going to talk to i think we're we're all going together oh you're all going okay gotcha okay it's fine all right you're going over to cole uh you all see the um dark skin kind of poofy hair um leaning on his staff um and kind of scanning the crowd and sees you approach and says you were successful let's hope that Alestra can make the elixir we need investigation or not investigation in- insight on the ho- on the hoping sure go ahead <laughs> roll an insight check that's not gonna be I good i think while thistle is like in inciting and like investigating um clanker's just gonna have like small talk to maybe see if they give anything away sure okay wait could that give me advantage sure because that's kind of assisting okay are you just like kind of talking about like what's been going on what's the like what's the topic of the small talk uh more vague stuff because like normally if someone is doing something bad and you're asking about that thing like, it's easy for them to lie because they're already in, like, I'm going to lie mode. But they're more likely to give something away by accident if they're just having normal conversations because then they don't think that they have to be lying constantly. Yeah. So just normal stuff. Like, oh, yeah, like, the party was cool before all this happened. Like, what's been going on while we were gone? Yeah. How was dinner? 
Uh, you can, well, first of all, you can see the the tables have not been touched. Like the food is still on, like the food that was brought out, the drinks that were made, they're all still there. Um, he kind of like gives you a little bit of a strange look and says like, you've just been trying to find out who did this, the whole, this time you all were quite fast, which, you know, is appreciated. I rolled a 14 plus two on the second one. So 16 actually. You, I mean, you get the feeling that he's genuinely worried about Thebram. Seems to be telling the truth. Seems to, a little incredulous that you'd be asking about like how the party went when Thebram is dying. <laughs> <laughs> and he wouldn't want us to wallow the whole time. <laughs> With a 16, uh, this will, you get the feeling that the look earlier, because he still kind of gives you some side glances was more less around less about Thebram and more about you this is going to kind of give an eye back and kind of like as um clinker is talking with cole is kind of going to constantly be giving like the same looks trying to figure like make it to that <laughs> like cole will say not prefacing thistle has a nine wisdom, not very wise. This is this how Thistle flirts? They just yeah. stare at each other. <laughs> As you give the side eye back, Cole asks each of you, oh, well, while we're waiting, how did you all meet Thebram? Oh, uh, Fifi and I go way back to the days before he was the, the coolest guy around. Uh, we kind of got. We kind of met after each of us got into trouble a little bit. And that's all I can say about that. Cole raises an eyebrow and says, oh, so you knew him when he was human. I didn't, I, I don't like to, you know, spread rumors or, you know, talk behind people's <laughs> back, but you know. For the first time you like, he sees like cracks a smile. Um, and says, oh, it's not a rumor. I'm the one who reincarnated him. That's, uh, oof, that's interesting. That's nice to meet you. Hey, uh, we've never met. I'm Dave. Cole. Miran. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He saved yeah. my sister, Hazel, uh, who should be around here somewhere. Hey, who do you think is trying to kill him? <laughs> Just straight out. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Was it you? <laughs> do you ask that? No. no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Cole looks around and, like, gestures to the crowd and says everyone here has an interesting story with Thebram but no one even we we separated Mayhar because she, we didn't know where she was you know for about an hour during the party but we haven't you know you all returned before we could really question her no one here I don't if anyone here did it I would be shocked but someone had to have well, obviously someone did do it. I mean, it wasn't us. We would, we would kind of prove that, but... As far as I know, Thebram has either saved someone's life in meeting the the attendees here. He's either saved a life or been saved in return. It's hard to imagine that that merits poison. I know the way I met him was... My shop appeared for him when he needed it. Well, if you helped him in a time of need, and yet again are helping him in another time of need, 
I doubt it was you. Otherwise, he wouldn't have sent you in the first place. He just really likes my cooking. (laughs) He does have a sweet tooth and he laughs a little bit. Um, And as you all are kind of having this conversation, you see Alestra that an hour passes and Alestra comes out of the kitchen (laughs) holding a bowl of what looks like, you know, soup um, and hurries up the stairs um, and gestures for you three and um, snips to follow. Real quick, as the others are leaving, this is going to look at Cole and be um, kind of like look over towards where they should be going, but then look at Cole and say, why have you been staring at me? Make a persuasion check. That is a 19 plus 5, so 24. 24, nice. He kind of raises an eyebrow and lowers his voice and said, I heard that the missing monarch of spring had hair the color of a spring pond. Didn't expect to meet you ever. And gives a little nod in lieu of a bow. You from the court? I've had dealings with them in the past. And you see he uh, where he grips his staff, little like spring flowers begin to bloom. I would appreciate this be kept quiet. I had reasons for leaving. I was not the one who brought it up. I would appreciate any um, discretion then. Uh, I apologize for asking. I just was curious. Uh, I must away now. The flowers fade and he says, please make sure that he gets up. Uh, And this little nod and and head off all right as you all head up the stairs you see Alustra sitting at the side uh Derry moving out of the way where it seems like he has not moved both of them uh, are pale but Alustra even more so like she's been using up her magical reserves and you're you all get like this feeling of relief that you hurried um back and didn't take even a full day because waiting three seems like she would have been struggling to keep the room stable she sits sits him up a little bit and pours the concoction down his throat and for a minute there's silence as everyone sort of holds their breath and then there's this horrible racking cough and i need everyone to make a deck save (laughs) six five oh no (laughs) Wait, no, 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 no. Six, six, six. I thought it was a two. It's a three. Can we make it a six, six, six? 26. Well, then. Close. 26, six, six. Um, Everyone except for uh, Shrevy takes three points of damage as Thebram's breath weapon erupts and electricity shoots through the air and uh, uh, scratches all of you. (laughs) What happened? Uh, as he slowly opens his eyes and tries to sit up. Uh, I don't know what, what to tell you here, buddy, but I think someone here in this room, not including me and these other two here, someone tried to take you out. You know what I mean? Back like back in the day. Poison? Yep. Uh, you see Alesha hands him a glass of water and he starts to drink it, trying to clear his throat. Uh, Thistle will have him will gently take the cup away 
and we'll have Alfie drink it just in case. Thebes kind of like waves his hand and says, it wasn't supposed to happen this way. What? He kind of like looks like he has a bit of a headache and like rubs his temples and says, I met a doctor on my last trip north who used Ashbane for patients before surgeries. Put them right to sleep. I must have gotten the quantity wrong. Yeah, that checks. I'm sorry, what? No, that's that be right. <laughs> well, it, you see, it was supposed to be a murder mystery party. I would fall asleep for a while, wake up, follow you all around, and give you hints as you tried <sighs> to solve who murdered me. Thistle's going to just sit down on the floor and put their head their their head in their hands and be like, thieves. Thieves, you could have asked me for some sort of sleeping draft. You know I carry a bunch. Oh, the ash bane is poisonous. I figured it'd be more realistic. Who did you want to be the murderer then? Oh, I was going to have it be uh, uh, Mehar, the circus performer. Yeah, might want to get her out of not prison. Prison? Oh, no. He tries to, like, get out of bed. But at this point, people have filtered in. The story is shared. Mayhar is returned. Thebes gives a very heartfelt apology and says, I saw you go off and take a walk to get away from the crowd for a little while. I'm so sorry. (laughs) And as everyone kind of brings in food, the drinks are returned, people are actually able to kind of finish the party as Thebes recovers. And Thebes just has kind of like a a slight smile and a twinkle and Elestra calls him out on it and says, what are you all smiley about? And Thebes just kind of shrugs and says, nothing. It's just that next year's party has a high bar to beat. And that's where we're going to end our session. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If you want more Dice Collectors content, follow us on Twitter at Dice Collectors and check out our Patreon. If you like the show, give us a review and a holler. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, keep rolling.